The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the HUGE show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, The Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, The Huge One, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's time to begin another hour statewide on 19 stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. We are weekdays 3 until 6 at thehugeshow.net. You can listen to our free online stream. And also on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live anywhere in America. When you get mobile service traveling or where you get it, just search The Huge Show on the iHeart app. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, Jeff Risden. From Lions Wire, Draft Wire, and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube. Joining us in studio, talking Lions off-season, uh, the draft, which is a week from Thursday, that's coming at us fast with the Lions picking at six and eighteen. We'll revisit those picks projected by Risden in a moment. A couple of things happening that have gone underneath the radar: uh, the addition of coaches, and you're getting former head coaches wanting to come coach with Campbell. Uh, work under Holmes. Uh, you mentioned Dorsey, the former Browns GM in the front office, and his impact. Uh, let's talk about the changes on the coaching staff and how they helped the Lions. Yeah, they brought in John Fox. Uh, you might remember him from his days in Chicago. Uh, he's, he's been in a lot of different places, coached in a ton of different situations. He came in. He, he, was, he was a guy that didn't need to work. Uh, he was actually still being paid by an NFL team to not coach uh, he, he's in, and uh, he, he was one of the guys that met with the media last week. And you're, you're seeing this is a guy who wouldn't have come in if he didn't feel welcome and didn't feel that his ideas would be appreciated. And I think that's something that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, and, and you got to give Rod Wood some credit on this too, they've created an environment where that is, they're not threatened by outside ideas. They're encouraged by opening their ears and opening their eyes and listening and taking things into account and you know you know it, it's throwing spaghetti against the wall but it's not just doing it to like to see if it's cooked but it's like is that still good to eat you know that there's it goes beyond that and i think they've done a great job of creating that sort of culture of team building and of consensus building and that's not something that is been typically done in the nfl 
Uh, it's certainly not something that John Fox has been used to, and I think it's it's interesting that a guy like him would would go into a situation like that. And you know, they're bringing in they brought back Dre Bly, Lions legend. I'm still to this day one of my all time favorite Lions. I love cornerbacks who attack the football in the air. That's Dre Bly, and you better believe that they're going to be looking for the next Dre Bly in this draft at some point in the draft. But getting guys like that, you know, it brings gravitas to like the players. Players they grew up playing Madden. Like Dre Bly was, he was on their rosters. Like they, they see these guys, they see Antoine Randall L, they see Mark Brunel. Like it, it builds so much credibility with the players. When they have these guys that come in, and it's not just that they're hiring them because of their name value, but I've watched Mark Brunel work. I've watched Antoine Randall L work. I've watched, you know, a lot. Kelvin Shepard, the linebackers coach, another guy. These are, these are guys that are, they're smart football people, and they understand how to instruct Hank Fraley, the offensive lineman. He actually calls himself a teacher. Uh, I've talked to Hank several times, and he always says, you know, my wife is a teacher, and I, I appreciate that that's. The biggest part of my job, too, is to teach these guys what I want them to do. And I'm not going to ask them to do things that they can't do. And I think that that's something that the Lions have done a fantastic job of doing under Dan Campbell. And give Dan credit for setting that tone because that's the way he is. And the coaches that weren't like that, they're not here anymore. They moved on. They don't need to be mentioned, but they're they're not everybody was a great fit with that. And that's finding those coaching fits you better believe the players understand that. A couple of the players have talked on the record when they signed here. Like One of the reasons I came here was because I like the coaching staff. I like what they're building. I like the energy. I like the fact that they're going to make me be the best C.J. Gardner-Johnson that I can be. When I'm a free agent again next year, they're going to double my salary because I'm here, and they're going to help me. That's that's powerful. That's a powerful selling ploy for for the NFL. And Fox brings all that defensive experience. That that that's where he was and he, his strongest in the NFL. And they is. understand what I like about Holmes and Campbell. And and we talked about at the last break. I mentioned Campbell's really maturing as a transparent yes, head coach. And if he's this transparent with the media, you know he's that same way uh, with players. With uh, you know possible draft picks they're bringing in. But to me. Uh, I see that they know that they're key to winning the NFC North this year, that the possibility of home playoff games for the first time ever at Ford Field are there, and their defense needs to be better. They can't win and lose games 47-45. Exactly. You cannot keep getting in the shootouts all the time. You have the offense to get in the shootouts, but you're going to be a 500 team at best, which is similar to the record we saw this past season. Yeah, you've, you've got to be able to get a stop to get a takeaway. Uh, at some point in the game, get it, get a sack on second and six that makes it third and 15 instead of it being third and one and the quarterback scrambles away. Those are the types of plays that they have to make. They're aware of that. They know that. They've talked about it all offseason. Um, and like you said, they're very upfront and candid in what they're doing. They're not telling us what they're going to do in the draft, but they've, they've told us what they're not going to do. And I, I, I just appreciate that so much. Like, I've covered some bad teams, man. I, I covered the winless Browns. I covered the Bill O'Brien Texans. Like I know when when thing, I covered Matt Patricia. I know the difference between when a coach is trying to sell something and he's trying to convince himself of it, and when the coach believes it and he feels it and the players believe it. And the latter is absolutely the case with Dan. And I've seen how teams get ru- good, talented teams get ruined when they don't trust their head coach. 
It, it's huge that they do that. No, no pun intended on your name there, but that they've got they've got that in Detroit right now, and that is that's that's invaluable. That that's one or two wins added to your roster right off the top of the. The heap. And Fox bringing that head coaching experience to help Aaron Glenn. Absolutely. Right? Who's been under fire at times, but finished strong. He did. And then you look at like a Jim Hosler who comes in, 24th NFL season, Lions senior offensive assistant, last stop yep. uh, with the Commanders. He's seen some things. So <laughs> so he can work with Ben Johnson. Right. So he, they understand they have coordinators that have not been perfect. Right. And they've had their moments, so you're trying to stabilize it and maximize this incredible pool of talent that the Lions have acquired offensively and defensively, and even deeper they'll go with the upcoming NFL draft. Yeah, and you look at, like, Hostler's background is very different from Ben Johnson's background and different from Dan Campbell's He's background. He's a little old school. Yeah, you, you look at, at John Fox. Old school. You're combining the modern era because you're going to have to play that smash-mouth football when you have a lead. And being able to control the clock. Absolutely. And on defense, make stops. Yep. And that, that's what's missing here. Yep. And they're they're figuring out that you can have different cooks in the kitchen. Like Aaron Glenn is a straight Bill Parcells guy. Not Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells. Like he would he would run that that Parcells defense with that Belichick sort of has adapted to, but it's really Romeo Cornell's defense, where it's a three four, but it's really a five two because the ends are basically rushing the passer all the time. That's not what John John Fox. He's got some Tampa two in his background. He's got some Jim Schwartz in his background. Like he's he's. It's a diverse thought process. They're not afraid to have people that aren't thinking just like them come into the room and maybe learn something from them. And I think that's. I, I again, I cannot give enough credit to the ownership and the management of the Lions for letting that sort of experiment happen. That's scary. It might not work. You know, there could be friction. Um, you know, what if Dan Campbell doesn't like what happens with John Fox's influence? You know, there, there's there's some peril there, but they're willing to take that on because they're not afraid to open their minds and not afraid to acknowledge that they might not know everything. The rocket scientist with the pencil on his ear and his laminated sheet, he thought he knew everything. How'd that work? Outdoor practices uh, in December. Uh, Matt Patricia, and you know what? New England. For a domed football well, team. Well, even Kraft talked about it. New England owner at the winter meetings or the owners' meetings. Yeah. And he said that they made a mistake. Matt's a good guy. It wasn't, it's not based on personality or what type of person he is. He just was not a good fit. When you saw Mac Jones getting frustrated, who's the calmest, coolest guy, and people are like, well, he can't handle the pressure. I go, he played QB under Saban. Yeah. Okay. I, I think he can handle the pressure yeah, pretty well. Yeah. So, uh, but it was, he had the same look that all of us had watching Patricia coach. Yeah, exactly. We wanted to like, throw our why? helmet. Why? Why are you doing this? Yes. Right. Yes. And they, you know, they're shedding even a CUDA and like, Campbell said, you know, was the right thing to do right now. It was. Because they're, they're eliminating, you know, a lot of that Quinn Patricia era. And now by bringing in these coaches, hey, Fox and Hostler, whoever, they're not going to have the final say. It's Campbell. And he's moved on from former NFL head coaches who weren't a fit. That's why he started calling the plays, right? Exactly and right. One. So what they're doing, man, on their coaching staff, the acquisition of free agents, attacking needs needs hey we may need more defense we're gonna get fox to be a a senior assistant we we may need to pound the football and i'm gonna need an old school guy that knows that that can work with ben on it who wants to be the modern millennial wide open type of guy right absolutely so you're getting all these all these things i believe that are lining up 
with Rodgers leaving uh, the NFC North, hopefully soon. Uh, <laughs> that, could, that could not end soon enough. Oh, my enough. God. I, I think they're waiting on the cap number, the, the least amount of cap hit for the Packers. I think the that ju- on purpose they're going to whatever what's that next date is it June something right? June 1st. Yeah, so they're 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 going to wait on that just to stick it to them. It's their way of they you know he's not coming back, right? right. The Jets have overplayed their hand and blown their leverage and that bothers me because they should be smarter than that and they're not. Like the I give the Packers credit for not jumping at the first Well, they've treated everybody. If he, God forbid if he came back, there's no one there to throw to. And the Jets have created an offense for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, if he somehow does the Packers there, East. They've got then Zach Wilson is your guy trying to throw those passes. Mike White's a free agent. No, I, I think I, it's just they, a matter of I think it's salary cap time and that could be do they save money if they wait till June first? I think they do. Right? They can, yeah, especially if they make other roster moves in conjunction exactly. with it. So yeah. That's what I believe. And then you look at the Bears; they, you know, with DJ Moore wide receiver, but Fields, I still have my doubts. You saw when he couldn't run on Thanksgiving Day against the Lions that he's still not that pure NFL passer. He may be, you know, outside of Lamar in his prime, one of the best running quarterbacks I've ever seen in the National Football League, but if you force him to throw the ball, he gets real average. Then that's why they, they're bringing in receivers big time to help him. I have a big year for Justin Fields. I, I still like what I see from him. He's got to get better at some things, passing. He's got to get better at just throwing the ball. Yeah, he does, but they, he, he was that at Ohio State. He was a, he was a better he had a better completion rate and on-target percentage at Ohio State than than Bryce Young did at Alabama. But think about all the receivers he had. Well, and that's that's the rub Ohio on it. State. He's, oh, none of the what, what's I, I said this last week on air. I think we were talking about <laughs> Fields. Who's the most successful former Ohio State quarterback? Because a lot of them have won. You know, Troy Smith. You go to yeah. Haskins, right? Yeah. Go down. You know, C.J. Stroud. I go back to Arch Leister. <laughs> As the best NFL QB, and, and, but he didn't get to play. No, because what he bet on the other yeah, team all the time. Yeah, I actually, so, I actually know somebody who's. I, I grew up in Ohio. We knew we had family friends who named their kid Art after Art Schleister. Think about that kid's life now. He's it was unbelievable. Art, in he's got to be like forty-five years old now. He he's was amazing in college. He has to be older than that. Though. Yeah, Schleister was. Uh, he lost the Heisman Trophy to Charles White in nineteen eighty. So. He has to be in the sixties. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, but who's the best NFL QB? I mean, as a former Mike, Mike Tomzak lasted a long time. He, sure he did. wasn't very good, but he lasted a long time, sort of the way Brian Hoyer has. He was sort of the Brian Hoyer experience. And the best, by Michigan, the way, that guy's still in the league. The best Michigan quarterback ever in the NFL is Brady. Obviously, yeah. that's a no-brainer. Yeah. After that, right. Chad Henney's still bouncing around. He just retired, right? Yeah, he did. He said goodbye after you know, done with the Chiefs. I'm trying to think. Gerback played a while. Gerback, Gerback had a Kansas couple of really nice years with the Ravens, and he, and and he started. Did he start with the Chiefs. Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, trying to just you know think about Big Ten. I mean, when you look at great quarterback, you know, obviously Breeze at Purdue. I remember uh, interviewing him after he was done at Austin Westlake. I was working in Austin, Texas, and the coach called me and said, "Hey." No Texas schools recruited him. He's a little down. He's getting ready to leave for Purdue. He's uh-huh. like an eight string. Could you bring him in for an interview? And I said, sure. And the receptionist said, hey, Bill, uh, uh, Drew Brees is here for your interview. So I go down the hallway and I see a guy who's 5'10", yeah. if that, yeah. uh, 160, 65. He's in flop shorts, had a visor on backwards. <laughs> and I'm like, Wow, he he didn't pass the eye test. That's why I'm still yeah. threw for like 
13,000 yards in high school at Austin Westlake. Yes, so did. I remember he comes sit in the studio like, we're in, Rizzy. And I'm talking to him. Like, we got about 10 minutes before the show's going to start. And, you know, I'm kind of, he's a good kid, you can tell. And I go, so uh, what's your goal? Why Purdue? And he goes, well, you know, a lot of schools just weren't giving me looks. A lot of D2 schools were. He goes, I just want you to know and everybody to know that I will spend my life proving people wrong. And I remember when he said it, I got like goosebumps because he said it in a way that. Like you, you, you knew it. You knew it. Yeah. You just knew it. And yeah, gosh, and then who followed him? Uh, Nick Foles played at Austin Westlake. And then I think the Texas quarterback who just graduated. That's Played right. Austin West, or it might be Sam, or the, maybe he's with the. I'm not sure if Sam he, Ellinger. I'm not sure if he played at Austin. I don't West know. Like, I don't know that one. Uh, that high school had like 5,000 season ticket sales. They sold. That, that's that's high school. That's an it's unreal. Texas football. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and Drew Brees. Oh, and then we went to Purdue. I then went to Chicago, and one day uh, I get a call. My producer says, "Hey, Drew Brees wants to talk to him." Like, oh wow, I haven't had him on yet. And yeah. He goes, hey, man, I'm hearing you on AM1000, because Lafayette, his AM1000 yeah. went a long way. I go, hey, I go, why don't you come down to a game sometime? And I go, I will. <laughs> so I went down to a game, stood on the sidelines, went out for a pizza with him afterwards, and we were talking about That's fantastic. Austin. Yeah, and then he goes on to, and then when he got hurt with San Diego, and who was coming in to take his job? Was it Rivers? Yeah. Yeah, Philip Rivers yeah. came in. They drafted and him And he the worked out, and he said, put a sign in his garage. I remember reading this SI story where he said he will not take my job. Woke up every morning at 5 a.m. and worked out. He was a special cat. And then holds up that trophy after Hurricane Katrina for the people of New Orleans and Louisiana. That's, that's been, I will, I will say, I have been to the, the Superdome down there, and the statue that they have of Steve Gleason with blocking the punt. Unbelievable. Especially now that you know the story of Steve Gleason with ALS, from ALS and everything. Bet. It's a very powerful Breeze will get piece. a statue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I Deserves think. it. Archie, look how long he lived off of, and that was with the Aints. They were and bad. The bags over there. They were head. bad. I remember, I remember when I was a kid in the seventies, watch and the the they always played up the Buccaneers versus the Saints. It's like this will be. It's like week eight. It's like some team will get its first win today because these two teams are playing each other. Well, the grandson is uh, did not win the Texas job as a freshman, but they weren't going to give it to him. Yeah, they, is it Arch? Arch, yes. Yeah, it's Arch yeah. Manning who went to Texas and was his NIL deal like around seven, eight, nine million bucks or something. It, it's unreal, yeah. But uh, but they weren't going to announce that a freshman's going to win because you lose the team, man. You don't right. announce that in spring ball. Yeah, and you want to you want to make sure that uh, Quinn Ewers doesn't transfer. To you. you know what I <laughs> wish? Really you know, speaking of spring ball, I wish, and this would really help prospects. And I know you're worried about getting hurt, but you play games, work out every day. There's a threat. I really wish that they would allow a game for college football teams, an actual full-fledged game or at least like where you would play a school regionally. It wouldn't be a lot of cost on travel. You'd get the TV coverage, and you'd have, you'd have these games leading up to the draft, right? That'd be great. But you know, agents are going to tell guys not to play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You get guys they're telling people but not to play. I think you're going to get enough days. guys who are still going to play – who yeah. were, where a team could gauge what this quarterback is going to be like if, if they have a quarterback competition like, let's say, Michigan State does right now, right? Yeah, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback next year. Yeah, right. So you got, you know, and you get a game and you get the atmosphere and the fans show up and you're getting TV coverage. You get an actual spring TV deal now. 
And it doesn't have to be regional games. You could have Michigan play Alabama in a spring game. You could absolutely do that. Bring Texas up. There's, there's going to be a debate. Or you go down to Texas, home and home yeah. for a spring game. Absolutely. Why Get, not do it? I know, I know USC is technically now in the Big Ten, but have USC come to Lansing? Lansing, go out there. I will say that I did turn on the Michigan Panthers yesterday in USFL. You were one of the five, huh? Seven. <laughs> It, they're trying here, and I was for the one year with the Chicago Enforcers. I did the games with Otis Wilson, the Super Bowl Shuffle Bear, and Lou Canellis. What? And I thought the mistake McMahon made then that the football fans have a way they watch football. Yes, we and do. they don't even you know baseball. They've adjusted their rules, and you don't notice them now. The games are going fast. I know stadiums are trying now to extend the beer to middle of the eighth inning because how fast the games are going, but. You don't over you don't overthink football. In USFL, I don't need the drone shot when the guy's snapping it behind them. I, I want the wide view of the field. Yeah. I want to see the play develop like I'm sitting in the stands. Not that I'm in the huddle. I don't care. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet. I was busy yesterday, but uh, They beat Houston. They look good. They pulled away. They I'm, glad, a, I'm glad they won. They got a quarterback that I don't know where he's from. It's love. I, I did see that he was good, and I, 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 I was Josh Love, and I'm like, I don't even know. Are sure it's not Kevin Love? Like, I know, yeah, I saw Kevin Love playing yesterday too, <laughs> with Miami as they upset the Bucks with Tyler Hero breaking his hand. Mm, the injuries all of a sudden. You see John Morant leaving him with a hand injury. We're going on the basketball. Here. I like that's not, no, that's no. I, 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 I said before the playoffs started. I told my brother, I like the Lakers to win the West. Denver, Denver's tough. Denver's going to be really Denver, good. Denver is tired of losing in the playoffs, and they're going to be tough to beat. But They I, looked really good this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Um, as you can see, I'm wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers hoodie. I'm a massive Cavs fan. I'm praying to God that they do better in Game 2 than they did in Game 1. But you get that lack that was, of playoff experience comes to... It really showed in I that know. game. It, it, you know, you talk about it, but if you, if you ever want an example of what playoff experience means, go watch Game 1 between the Knicks and the Cavs. I know the Knicks don't have a lot of experience either, but my God. We'll have to go check Darius, out... A, Darius Garland was, I know. was rough, they, they looked. Man. They looked. They, they That's looked. a really good player who had a really bad night. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go to Pistons playoff game in five years. I'll, I'll get this tickets. <laughs> so hang around with us. Let's hope they get the coaching yeah. right. Uh, Rizzi joining us in studio from lionswire.com, at Jeff Risden on Twitter, R-I-S-D-O-N, and also DraftWire, uh, which he has now taken over with his team, uh, part of the USA Today network. Follow DraftWire on Facebook, Twitter, and also uh, online. And he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can search it, stay up to date all the way through the draft, and you're around. Just search Detroit Lions Podcast on YouTube. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Bushlight, HUGE question of the day. Who's your dream pick that if the Lions get him first? Wherever they go, if they trade up, they stay at six, they bump down. If they get this guy, you're a happy Lions fan. Join us again on that Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. We were just talking about the NBA playoffs. It's my favorite time to watch the association. And the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, they want all the fans 
those who have the DraftKings Sportsbook app already on their mobile device and new customers uh, to enjoy the excitement of every playoff game with just one touch on your mobile device. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can make a $5 NBA playoff pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone who has downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app and plays on it can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Just download the app now and sign up with code HUGE. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use HUGE when you sign up, and those new customers can make a $5 NBA playoff pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Nick Maton's walk-off home run Friday was an impressive blast. It came on a 3-0 count against a reliever throwing 100, and it was a no-doubter. Maton is a great reminder that for some young hitters, the power is the last piece to fall into place. Maton says for him, it's a case of understanding his swing and getting physically stronger. A.J. Hinch says the other keys for any developing young power hitter, learning which pitches to attack and then being able to adjust when the league adjusts to you. For Maton, that meant showing that he could lay off the secondary pitches that gave him problems last year so that he can get fastballs that he can crush. Maton is showing much better play discipline early. It's leading to quality at bats and we're starting to see that power come out. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Hey Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio affiliate strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free online stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show wherever you get mobile service in America. And you can listen live weekday afternoons at 3. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, where you can follow both on Twitter and Facebook and online. And a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that's found on YouTube. He's joining us. In studio, talking about the Lions, pick six and 18 scheduled right now on the board, one week from Thursday in Kansas City. And we were talking during the break, Jeff. Who are two guys that helped the Lions win games this fall? Because they are built to win. That's why I believe they're not going to take a quarterback. They don't need projects. We don't have two years to wait and see if this guy can crack the starting lineup. Who are the two best picks, realistic shots? where the Lions are at or trading up that they could make that would help the Lions win the NFC North this fall? I, th- I think Will Anderson is the obvious easy one because he's... Imagine you've, you're rolling out a defense where you've got Aiden Hutchinson on one side, you've got Will Anderson on the other. Man. Ali McNeil came into his own when they moved into a three technique last year. He's not a nose tackle. He's, he's your attack. Middle, right? Yeah, they, You've got a lot of you can do Kaminsky. a whole lot with that. Who who's going to block all those guys? You're you're at minimum demanding that the opposing offense keeps in a tight end. That means that they're taking somebody out of their route trees and one of their options away, which means that your linebackers don't have to cover as much. It means that your safeties don't have as many things to worry about as a, as uh in coverage. Those are things that help the Lions defense very easily. So, I've actually come around on that idea. Um, I like Josh Pascal. I like James Houston, and I know the Lions do as well. But they are not Will Anderson. That guy is—he's—he's he's something else, man. Seventeen and a half sacks, thirty tackles behind the line of scrimmage in twenty twenty one. Fell off a little bit in twenty twenty two. That Alabama asked him to gain a little weight to get a little stouter on the edge, and it took away some of his explosiveness. At the combine, he was back down to his old playing weight and looked really, really good. So he—he's an easy one. If you're going beyond that, I know a lot of people. Who could be there at 18 or a target to trade up to that not a project, not a guy that's got to learn from somebody, 
but is an impact player from day one. I think Devon Witherspoon is that guy. He is he's not Sauce Gardner, but he is really close to that level of high NFL ready, high level press man coverage, and that's exactly what the Lions do. He's got we say it all the time on the he's got the dog in him, man. He is he is exa- he is a kneecap biter in Dan Campbell speak. This is a guy who's going to go after it. He's going to attack you against the run. He's going to he might get beat every now and then. Everybody does. He's going to let you know it when he beats you though. And that does take some receivers out of their game. He is a he's a guy that is he's your alpha cornerback in the way that Darius Slay was. They don't really have that guy Jerry Jacobs. I, I love Jerry. He's got that. He's got that mentality for him, but he doesn't have the skill to back it he's up. He's a backup guy. He, if he's your number three outside cornerback, and that's what he would be in this case, you're in a really good spot, really good spot. But uh, I, I think that Devon Witherspoon. I know people talk about it. Like he's he's literally the exact same size as Darrell Revis. I don't I don't understand where this thing is that he's too small or too like he's faster than Revis was. Like I'm not saying that he's Darrell Revis, but. People are looking for all these excuses not to take it because they're scared to death that Jeff Okuda didn't work out and that you're going to take another corner. Like Jeff Okuda didn't work out not because the Lions screwed up. It's because he got hurt a lot and he came into a terrible coaching situation. They made him play above his pay grade too often. Like They, they did a whole lot of things wrong. He didn't help himself. I don't see that with Devon Witherspoon. That's a, it's a very different situation that he's walking into. He's got a guy in Cam Sutton that he can turn to. He's got Emmanuel Mosley on the other side. They've got C.J. Carter-Johnson. They've got NFL defense. they got Dre Bly, the same guy, like played the exact same way. Like They've got so many things in place now that will help a cornerback transition from college to pros, whether it's, whether it's Witherspoon, whether it's Deontay Banks, whether it's Christian Gonzalez, whether it's anybody that's later on. Guy so like, Joey Porter Jr. Right. right. Um, Clark Phillips is a guy that they're bringing in tomorrow, a little guy from Utah. He's five foot nine. But he's an outside only corner. But man, his his game tape is probably the best of any in, in the league. If they if they like him, I could see them taking him in the second round. Like that, they're they're in such a better spot now to absorb a high prominent draft pick cornerback than they were when they brought Jeff Okuda in. Um, again, Okuda didn't help himself enough, but the Lions didn't help him at all. They're in they're in a position now where they can help a player acclimate and be become the best player they can be. I, I love that situation for Detroit. I, I hope that they do take a corner early, if not at six and at 18. And I do think that they're, they, I've, I've been told by a lot of different people that they are seriously considering any number of options in, with, their, with their first three picks at cornerback. You'd be very surprised next week if, if we're talking after the draft that they haven't t- taken at least one cornerback in the, in the top 45 picks. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire. You can follow both on Twitter, online. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear on YouTube joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. One interesting thing about a shutdown corner that you mentioned with Witherspoon, and I'm looking at the NFC North. When you look at what the Bears have, you have DJ Moore, okay, where you need to lock down a guy that can change a game by himself. He's a good player. Okay, yeah, he can change a game. Jefferson, obviously, one of the best receivers in the game. Yeah. You know, right there with Jamar Chase in Minnesota. Yeah. So you have Watson. You know, I'm looking at the NFC North. I'm talking about winning that, whatever it takes. Is it 10 wins? Is it 11? I don't know. And that's the right goal, by the way. Right, so you you want to win the division. Win your division. 
you get to the playoffs, have a shot at at least one home playoff game, and you, you, you know, like Loma said last week on the show, I go, what's the most important thing for the Lions this fall to work on? And he goes, win every home game. That's it. You get nine at home this year, right? Yeah. No, they get eight at home. Eight at home this year. Are they they doing the London? They are not. No. Uh, Chicago is going to be making the trip to Germany to play Kansas City. So they so they're not going to do that trip. No, they're they're not going to do that. I'm telling you, I think Detroit Kansas City is going to be the season opener. That could very well happen on that Thursday night game, and that would the NFL kickoff game. That would would be be a great exposure. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So you look at the NFC North. Whatever it takes. How many receivers could change a game? I think Moore and Jefferson are the only two guys. Right now, that, yeah. the opposition. Yeah. The, Jamison Williams could grow into that guy. Jamison could be that guy. The Packers, but I'm talking have, opposition. Packers have some talent, but it's not. Do you trust Jordan Love to get it to him? No. Like, I, I don't. And do you trust Justin Fields? you got cousins who, for what you want to say about him, the guy has made a ton of money, and he keeps, you know, whether it was Keith Nickel at Michigan State, people keep writing him off. Washington, Minnesota, oh. hey, we need to, we're going to trade him away because we're going to go get one of the big four quarterbacks I keep writing them off he keeps getting it done yep. and so but I look at the NFC North that's your target right now you're Campbell you're Holmes you're the front office you're the coaching staff you're looking at what do we need okay we had a stellar free agent signing period our secondary is so much better it is we've re-signed you know Bugs Kaminsky strength on the defensive line depth so you, you're still, you know, Anzalone, they gave money. You're, you're missing that Ed Speed guy, where if Wilson did fall to six, it'd be a gift, right? I would think so. Right, yeah. okay. So, you, you, and I agree with you with Witherspoon, if they can get a shutdown corner. And I don't know, as a rookie, can you throw him on Jefferson or DJ Moore? That will be interesting. But we watched Sauce as a rookie, what he was able to do and be really Arguably the best DB in pro football. He certainly maybe as a rookie, he, right? He, he was phenomenal last year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now you're looking at needs, and they filled them. And, and again, there's the one need, Jeff, which it's become an <laughs> annual tradition. You, you, as since the season ended, what are we going to talk about? Right? <laughs> That's what we always talk about. That's what we do. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah, you know what's coming. What are we going to talk about? Nate Sudfeld is your uh, guy right now as the backup. Nate Sudfeld, which sounds. Like his dad owns a pharmacy or a prescription uh, service. Uh, yeah, you got Sudfeld? Yeah, I got allergies. There's, the wind's blowing. The weather's changing. It's 50 degrees. You want another Sudfeld? They come in cherry. I'll take one. <laughs> I don't sneeze anymore. Uh, they, they have, and so, so, well, Teddy Bridgewater news was the guy. When I hear that, that's exactly the type of veteran I've been clamoring for on air. On the huge show, Twitter and Facebook pages, that's it. A guy who has won games in the NFL that if Goff gets blindsided, he's out with a concussion for two games or, God forbid, four or six, you have a quarterback that can help you win. And that's a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. And you've got to have that if you're to be taken seriously. Why are they waiting? Is Bridgewater waiting to see the market? Bridgewater is waiting to see what happens in the drafts. Where Where quarterbacks go. Yeah, where he he knows where he can maximize where he might be able to get on Give him a two-year deal right now. Go give him a two-year deal. I don't know that they haven't. You know, maybe he, I think I think he's waiting, waiting it out to see if the opportunity is there. So, what's a better opportunity than being the backup to golf, a place where you could start, right? 
Up, yeah, a place where you can challenge the Andy Dalton or they want to go, right? Right. Mayfield, you get these guys. Yeah, right? and you, like there's, there's what happens in Houston if they don't take a quarterback? Is he better than Davis? What about, and I, I think Probably. he's waiting. And Lamar Jackson moves still throws that, the draft and even even backup QBs like in Detroit into the mix, right? Right. Like what if what if Aaron Houston, Rodgers? What, what, what if Rodgers doesn't go through to right. the Jets? Then then the Jets have to do something. They have to sign. They have to yeah. pay Lamar. Yeah. I would hope so, but I don't think you mentioned you mentioned Houston earlier that they may be a surprise and take a defensive player Anderson at two. And if the they Texans. do that, like it's not hard to find somebody that's better than Davis Mills or or well, and they weren't playing bad with Mills at the end of the year. He's he's not as bad as I thought he'd be. Quite no. honestly, I, I give him some credit. But what, what if they're a late bidder on Lamar after losing to Sean? Right, and they they certainly have the the potential to do that. Why aren't there more bidders for Lamar Jackson? Because I think they know that Baltimore can and will match any offer to him, and then you're just then you're stating your hand like, okay, I don't like my current quarterback. Exactly, and what does that say to your quarterback? Then then you're screwed because now like like if the Lions, this is completely hypothetical. The Lions are in no way entertaining this, but if the Lions say make an offer to, to Lamar Jackson and to the Ravens. Like, we'll give you... You're ending Goff's confidence oh, in Detroit. And, and then then you've got the bad Goff in Los Angeles, the guy who felt slighted when they challenged him with John Wolford. Bad Goff is bad. We don't want that guy. We want we want the good Goff that we had last year. we got to do everything we can to keep that. Jeff Risden in studio talking Lions, NFL. One final segment straight ahead. Everything huge. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Spend the money wheel and win up to $100,000 cash. Every Saturday in April from 5 to 11 p.m., one winner each hour will spin for the win and take home up to hundred grand. Whirl in for $100,000 money wheel only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With a shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. Life as a grown-up. Not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question. Does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop. Not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Breaking Benjamin, live in concert in Grand Rapids, with special guests, Bush, 
and another day dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on all across Michigan. Final segment, hour number three on a Moneyline Monday. Thanks to Superfly Hayes for his incredible work. One of the most dedicated, prepared producers broadcasting has ever seen. Also, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, the Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube and studio. You can follow him at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. The draft is a week from Thursday. Draft Wire follow on Facebook and Twitter. Same thing with Lions Wire. It's going to be a busy uh, 10 days uh, for Jeff and the crew. Thanks for your time, my man. Uh, it's great to be in here. I, I don't sleep much this time of the year, and it's out of excitement, and I love it that way. All right, and by the way, go uh, the Angry Birds, the Zealand Boys Club Volleyball Team. I'm out of here right now. First I'm match sp- tonight? Sprinting over to our first home game tonight. All right, who are they playing? I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The Angry Birds with their unknown opponent. Jeff Risden is their head coach. He's going to give that award-winning speech. Hey, you Angry Birds. You know what? I don't know who you're playing tonight, but I know nine times out of ten they're going to beat us, but they're not going to beat us tonight. 24-7, everything you need at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.